السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our Tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page number 57 of the Quran which is in the third juz surah to Ali Imran. In the previous episode Allah Azza wa Jal was speaking to us about the story of Isa alayhi salatu wassalam and how Allah Azza wa Jal he sent him as one of his greatest prophets and messengers to Bani Israel and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supported him with a number of miracles. From those miracles that were given to Isa alayhi salam are miracles that came at the time of his birth of having been born of a virgin birth. His mother Maryam السلام, had no husband. And from those miracles is that he والسلام, was given the ability to speak as a baby. As Allah will mention later on in Surah Maryam that it was done in order to declare the innocence of his mother from the accusations that were made concerning her modesty and chastity. And then there were signs and, 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 and uh, miracles that were given to Isa السلام, as he became a prophet and messenger of Allah Azza wa Jal, when Allah Azza wa Jal taught him knowledge and wisdom and the Torah and the Injil, he was given a number of miracles to show the truthfulness of his of his prophethood. From those miracles is that he would have a bird that he would make and form out of clay, and then he would breathe into it and it would come to life. From those miracles is that he would cure the blind and the leper, and he would bring the dead back to life uh, by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he came with the knowledge that Allah Azza wa Jal gave to him, and he amended some of the laws, laws of the Torah for the people of Bani Israel. And he called, as Allah mentions in the last verse that we finished upon in our previous episode, he called to the worship of Allah alone. And he said that my Lord, your Lord, is Allah, worship him alone. Indeed, this is the straight path. And so Allah in today's episode, we start from verse 52. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention to us the way that people responded to him, or the majority of Bani Israel and how they responded to him. And there are parallels in this between him, Isa السلام, and between our Prophet and Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in that both of them were given miracles from Allah Azza wa Jal, both of them called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to his worship alone, and both of them to some extent and degree received rejection and they had opposition from their people. In verse 52 in Surah, Surah Al Imran, Allah Azza wa Jal says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَلَمَّا أَحَسَّ عِيسَى مِنْهُمُ الْكُفْرَ قَالَ مَنْ أَنصَارِي إِلَى اللَّهِ قَالَ الْحَوَارِيُّونَ نَحْنُ أَنصَارُ اللَّهِ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَاشْهَدَ بِأَنَّا مُسْلِمُونَ When Isa realized that they still did not believe, he said, Who will help me in Allah's cause? The disciples said, We will be Allah's helpers. We believe in Allah and witness our devotion to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when Isa alayhi salatu wasalam realized amongst Bani Israel, and this is talking about the majority because as we said, there were a number of believers, people who followed uh, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam from amongst them, are those that Allah azza wa will mention in this verse, the Hawariyun, who are the disciples of Isa alayhi salam. 
Allah Azza wa Jalla says that when Isa salam, despite his signs, despite his miracles, despite his message, he saw amongst Bani Israel a reluctance to accept, a reluctance to believe and to accept his prophethood and the message that he brought. He asked the question, "Man ansari ilallah? Who will help me in Allah's cause?" Openly calling to them, openly asking for their help and for their assistance. And so Allah Azza wa says that from amongst those people of Bani Israel, there were some who responded. His disciples said, we will be Allah Azza wa Jal's helpers, meaning we will help you in Allah's cause. We believe in Allah. We believe in Allah. So bear witness that we are devout. We have submitted ourselves to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal says in, in verse 53 that they then made a dua. رَبَّنَا آمَنَّا بِمَا أَنزَلْتَ وَاتَّبَعْنَا الرَّسُولَ فَاكْتُبَنَا مَعَ الشَّاهِدِينَ They said, O oh, our Lord, we believe in that which you revealed, and we follow the Messenger. So record us amongst those who bear witness to the truth. Meaning, write us amongst those who believe in yourself, in your worship alone, and believe and follow the Messenger that you have sent to us, meaning Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. So amongst the people of Bani Israel in the time of Isa salam, there are those who believed in him, those who followed his message, those who wanted to come closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. And we know from our own history and our turning of the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that a remnant of that group of Christians that believed in Isa salam would remain faithful to the best of their ability in the sense that they would worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone, that they didn't believe in this concept of Isa salam being a son of Allah or a divine being. And they tried to their best to stick to what they knew. And that continues onwards up until the time of the Prophet ﷺ. So if you look at, for example, the likes of Waraqa ibn Nawfal and, and, and some of the others who, who were around at the time, at the, at the beginning time of Zayd ibn, Amr ibn uh, Zayd ibn Amr, the father of Sa'id ibn Zayd and others, they were people who lived at the time of the Prophet ﷺ or at the very beginning of his prophethood. And they were people who originally followed the scriptures. To the best of their ability, worshipping Allah Azza wa Jalla alone, staying away from idolatry or being known as the people who followed the religion of Ibrahim salam. And likewise, amongst the Christians, there were monks and priests and so on who still also held on to that belief or semblance of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and not elevating Isa salam above his status. So for example, you read the uh, story of Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu, the companion, and his journey from Persia all the way to what would eventually be Medina when he came and he met the Prophet wasallam. that long, arduous journey from one side of the world to another. It is something which he goes from hand to hand, from priest to priest, monk to monk, because he sees within them this yearning to worship Allah alone. And they would eventually in their own way guide him to Medina because of the prophecy that they knew of that the Prophet wasallam would emerge towards that land. And so they were believers from amongst them. Those are the people who call out to Allah Azza wa Jal and were firm in their belief. But Allah Azza wa Jal says that there were also another group that rejected and they were the majority. In verse 54, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِنِينَ But they schemed, but Allah Azza wa Jal also schemed, meaning that they plotted and planned. Allah Azza wa Jal plotted and planned and Allah is the best of those who plan. Allah Azza wa Jal says, but amongst them, these people of Bani Israel were the majority. What were the majority? They were people who didn't really believe, they didn't accept. And how would they plot and scheme? They plotted and schemed that they would kill this man who claimed to be a prophet messenger, meaning Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. And that is where the story of the crucifixion comes. 
that they would take him and they would place him on this cross and they would crucify him because they rejected him and they disbelieved in his prophethood and messengership. And that is what Allah tells us in the Quran concerning Bani Israel, as we mentioned in a number of occasions already in Surah Al-Baqarah, that Allah and even in Surah Al-Imran, that Allah criticizes them because they would kill their prophets. So they attempted, in the case of Isa السلام, to kill him also. But Allah says that as they were plotting, Allah was also plotting. And this plotting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an attribute of perfection and it is only mentioned when it is uh, as a as 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 a counteraction a counter reaction to the plotting of humankind when people try to plot and overcome Allah azza wa jalla overpower him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says there is no one who can do that and Allah is better than their plans Allah is stronger and more powerful than their plans no matter what they scheme and what they plan Allah's plans are greater and it is only ever mentioned in this context because here it is a attribute of perfection so if you were to say normally about someone they're a schemer they're a plotter that's not considered to be a good praiseworthy attribute but if someone can never be schemed against you can't plot over someone you can't deceive someone you can't overcome them with your planning and plotting that is actually an attribute of perfection because it shows that that person can't be can't be deceived you can't have one over them you can't you can't do anything to 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 overcome and overpower them and that is obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no one can overpower him subhanahu wa ta'ala so they schemed that they would kill this prophet how did Allah azza wa jal best their scheme because Allah Azza wa Jal caused someone that resembled Isa to take his place upon the cross. And Allah Azza wa Jal raised Isa salam to the heavens where he re- will remain as we know until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause him to descend towards the end of time. And that is what Allah Azza wa Jal then says in verse 55. وَجَاعِلُ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوكَ فَوْقَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ ثُمَّ إِلَيَّ مَرْجِعُكُمْ فَأَحْكُمُ بَيْنَكُمْ فِيمَا كُنْتُمْ فِيهِ تَخْتَنِفُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah azawajal said, O Isa, I will take you back and raise you up to me. I will take you back, meaning I will raise, take your soul and raise you up to me. I will purify you for the disbelievers. To the day of resurrection, I will make you and those who follow you superior to those who disbelieved. Then you will all return to me and I will judge between you regarding your differences. Allah Azzawajal says that these people, they plotted and planned that they would kill, crucify Isa salam. Allah Azzawajal, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention elsewhere in the Quran, Allah Azzawajal replaced Isa salam with someone who resembled him, a resemblance that mirrored him. So the people thought that they had crucified him, but instead Allah Azzawajal had raised him up. The difference between Muslim or our belief and the belief of Christians in this regard is that they believe that Isa السلام, was actually crucified and that then he would be resurrected upon earth after a number of days. We believe that he was never crucified, that Allah Azzawajal wouldn't allow his prophet to be crucified and therefore there was no dying for the sins of humankind and, and the rest of it. However, Allah Azzawajal raised him to the heavens. And he didn't come back and nor was he resurrected upon the earth, but he will remain in the heavens and he will return towards the end of time as the Prophet ﷺ prophesied towards the end of time as one of the major signs of Yomul Qiyamah. Allah raised him to the heavens in, the, in a manner that Allah knows best, and there he is and he will remain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will purify you from the disbelievers, meaning that I will protect you and I will keep you from the harm that these people want to 
uh, inflict upon you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him. وَجَاعِلُوا الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوكَ فَوْقَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ And I will make those who followed you, meaning at your time, they will be superior to those who disbelieved, meaning on the day of judgment, the people who accepted you, believed in you, followed you, as opposed to those people who tried to kill you and they disbelieved in you and they rejected you, the people of belief will be given a station over and above those others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise them and Allah azza wa jal will, will honor them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this for each and every single one of the prophets and messengers of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. In their time, their nations, the people who believed, we call them Muslims. There are people who believed in their prophets, they worshipped Allah Azza wa Jal alone, they followed the way of their prophets and messengers that were sent to them. Those are the people that Allah Azza wa Jal will honor and He will He will accept into uh, into the ranks of Jannah. And those people who disbelieved at any time, those are the people that will go into the fire. The difference being now that after the coming of the Prophet ﷺ, Muhammad ﷺ, there is no scope now for anyone to come and say, oh, I still believe in Jesus or Moses or Abraham or Noah or any other messenger or Prophet of Allah because the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, his religion or his sharia, his, his uh, if you like, set of laws and what he brought, his message, abrogated everyone that came before him. And that is why when Isa ﷺ from our Iman, as Allah tells us here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told, or the Prophet informed us that at the end of time, when the false Messiah appears, Isa will descend once again, and he will be the one to kill the false Messiah. And then Isa will become the ruler of the Muslims. He will become the leader of the Muslims, but when he comes, he will judge, and he will his laws will be in accordance with the Quran and with the Sharia of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So when he comes back, he will not uphold the laws of the Torah or the Injil, the Bible or the Gospel of the Torah. He will rather rule in accordance to the Sharia of our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the laws and the commands of the Quran and the Sunnah, which shows that those messengers of Allah that his religion is abrogated in the sense that he will come. The the core call, as we said, all of the prophets and messengers called to Tawheed. So therefore that part is not abrogated, but the abrogation is in the laws of what you can eat and you can't eat and the way that you worship and the halal and the haram. Those laws he will judge in accordance to what the Prophet ﷺ brought. So Allah says that on Yawm Al-Qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge between all of the people and Allah will judge concerning them uh, with regards to that which they differed concerning the Prophets and Messengers of Allah. So therefore the Prophet ﷺ Isa السلام, foretold, as Allah tells us in the Quran, he prophesied the coming of another messenger. That messenger was the Prophet وسلم, which is why amongst the Christians, there were those who were aware of this prophecy. And they were actively seeking out who this individual would be and when he would come. And that is why when the Prophet وسلم, did emerge, a number of them, as we know in the seerah, they attested to the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ because of the signs that they saw him bringing which were in confirmation with that which was with them in their scriptures. In verses 56 and 57, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives us a general principle. And that is the principle of those who disbelieve and what will happen to them, those who reject their prophets and messengers disbelieve in Allah and what will happen to them at any time and in any generation. And those who believe and they do righteous deeds and what they will get in terms of reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 56, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَأُعَذِّبُهُمْ عَذَابًا شَدِيدًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمَا لَهُمْ 
I will make the disbelievers suffer severely in this world and the next, and no one will help them. So those who rejected any of the prophets and messengers of Allah, or in our time they reject the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they refuse to worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone, they disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Azza wa Jal says that they will be given the worst of punishments in this life and in the next. They will be given the most severe of torment in this life and in the next, and they will find no helper. No one will come to their aid. And that is why Allah Azza wa will tell us in other places in the Quran that even the Prophet Isa السلام, his mother Maryam السلام, they will absolve themselves, free themselves of any association with shirk. When Allah will command and ask them, did you, meaning Maryam and Isa, did the two of you ask people to worship you besides me, meaning Allah Azza wa They will say, Subhanak. They will say, glory be to you. What right would we have to make such a claim? Rather, we said that we sh- they should worship just as we worship you, they should worship you as well, O oh Allah. And so they will have no helpers, no one will come to their aid. In verse 57, Allah Azza wa then tells us about the believers, those who do believe, they accept the message of Allah, they worship Allah Azza wa alone, they accept the way of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَيُوَفِّيهِمْ أُجُورَهُمْ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ and Allah will pay those who believe and do good deeds their reward in full, for indeed Allah does not love the evildoers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is again, as he does in the Quran, gives us these principles, these general principles, and that is something which is repeated in a number of times in the Quran. Belief in Allah, following the prophets and messengers, والسلام, following the revelation of Allah azza wa jal, that will give you salvation. It will give you eternal bliss in Jannah. And rejecting the messengers rejecting the revelation, disbelieving in Allah, worshipping others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will give you eternal damnation. It will give you eternal punishment. In verse 58, Allah Azza wa Jal then says, We relay this to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this revelation, a decisive statement. Meaning that this revelation that we have given to you, O Messenger of Allah, meaning the Quran, is decisive. And so therefore everything that we need in terms, of, in terms of guidance, in terms of a spiritual light, in terms of mercy, in terms of knowing what is pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal from that which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in terms of knowing the path that will lead us to Allah and His reward in the next life, as opposed to that which will lead us away from Allah and will take us towards punishment, all of that is mentioned in the Qur'an. And therefore the Qur'an as a revelation supersedes every revelation that came before it. So it, over, it overcomes the Torah, it overcomes Injil, it supersedes all of those revelations. So therefore it is not befitting for someone to come today as a Muslim, for example, or someone who claims to be a Muslim and say, no, I will still take some of what is found in the Torah, some of what is found in Injil. I will take some of the Bible, some of the Torah, or some of the Gospel and some of the Torah. Everything that we need in terms of what was contained in those books and still is contained of truthfulness, we will find in the Quran anyway. But also those Revelations have been distorted and manipulated and changed and we don't know what is what. And because of that, it is best to stay away from it. And that is why in the Sunnah, when the Prophet ﷺ once saw the illustrious companion Umar ibn Khattab reading from the parchments of the Torah, the Prophet ﷺ became angry and he said to him that if, Isa, if Musa ﷺ was to come again, he was to be alive in this time, he would have to follow me as well. 
Like, why are you reading his revelation? If in this time Musa was to come, he would have to follow me. He couldn't say, no, I have my own revelation to Torah. No, because that is the covenant that Allah took from all of the prophets of Allah That if the Messenger appeared in their time, they would be from his followers. And that is because of the station that Allah has given to his final messenger, Muhammad And that is why, as we said, Isa when he returns to the earth, will rule and judge by the sharia of the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in verse 59, he gives to us this amazing argument, this amazing evidence as to why the belief of those who elevated the status of Jesus to divinity is something which isn't correct. It is something which makes no sense. Because if the virgin birth of Isa is a sign that Allah took a son, then there is a greater example of this that could be used and that is not even accepted by the Christians. And that is that Allah says in verse 59, مَثَلَ عِيسَى عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمِ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ In Allah's eyes, Jesus is like Adam. He created him from dust, said to him, be, and he was. Meaning if you take Isa as the son of Allah and you say because he had a virgin birth, he has a mother but no known father and so the father therefore must be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. May Allah Allah is free from such an assertion. If that is the claim that you make, then surely according to that logic it would make more sense for you to say that it is Adam that is the son of Allah not Isa. Because Isa was born with a mother and no father. But Adam was created with neither mother nor father. And that is accepted not only by the Muslims, it is accepted by the Jews and the Christians that, Isa, that Adam was the first of Allah's creation of humankind. There was no one before him. And so therefore there was no mother or father to Adam. He was the father of all of mankind. And so therefore if that's the logic that you're going to use, why not take Adam as instead as a son of Allah? Why Jesus? Why not say we worship Adam instead? He's the son of God, not Jesus. And so Allah says that the example of Adam and Isa, or the example of Isa in the sight of Allah is like the example of Adam. Both of them are from the servants of Allah and from his prophets and messengers. He said to both of them, Kun be, and he was. So if Allah could create Adam with that mother and father, and that doesn't make him the son of Allah, then why can't Allah create Isa just with no father? And that also makes him the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 60, Allah then says, Al-Haqqu min Rabbik, this is the truth from your Lord, so do not be from amongst those who doubt. This is the truth from your Lord, so do not be from amongst those who doubt. Meaning that Isa is not the son of Allah, he is not a divine being, but he is a human from the prophets and messengers of Allah and a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like every prophet and messenger in Islam, we honor and respect and love the prophets of Allah and believe in all of them. But we don't give them a station over and above the station that Allah gave to them. We don't claim that they were pro- that they were divine, that they were the children of Allah, or the sons of Allah, or anything of this kind. But rather that they were people from amongst humankind. Yes, they are the best, and they are the most noble and the most virtuous. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in verse sixty-one, Allah Azza wa Jalla then says, "فَمَنْ 
ضجك فيه من بعد ما جاءك من العلم فقل تعالوا فقل تعالوا ندعو أبناءنا وأبناءكم ونساءنا ونساءكم وأنفسنا وأنفسنا وأنفسكم ثم نبتهل فنجعل لعنة الله على الكاذبين If anyone disputes with you now that you have been given this knowledge say come let us gather our sons and your sons, our women and your women, ourselves and yourselves, and let us pray earnestly and invoke Allah's rejection on those of us who are lying. This verse is then a challenge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if you truly believe, and this is at the time of the Prophet wasallam, that what you're claiming as Christians is true, that Jesus is the Son of God, and what the Prophet wasallam is saying is false, that he is not the son of God, that the messenger of Allah وسلم, is a prophet of Allah that came after Jesus and so on. If you have this dispute between you and him, then come and make something which is called mubahala. It is said that this verse was revealed when a, a, a group of Christians or a delegation of Christians came to Medina from a place called Najran. And Najran is in the southern tip of what is modern day Saudi Arabia towards the border of Yemen. This was a Christian community. And when they came to Medina, they rejected the call of the Prophet and they asserted what they considered to be true of their own beliefs. And they said that they would be willing to make what is something called Mubahala. And Mubahala is essentially when both groups present themselves and they ask Allah to invoke His anger and wrath upon the group that is lying. And so the Prophet agreed and he came out with his family. Because Allah says, call your women, call our women, call your children, our children, call ourselves, yourselves, and let us make this type of request to Allah that he, that he places his anger and wrath upon those who are lying. And so Allah or oh, the Prophet as is mentioned in the Sunnah, he came out with his family, which is his daughter, uh, Fatima, his son-in-law Ali, and his grandsons Al-Hassan Al-Hussein, and he said, this is my family, these are my people. These are my daughters, my grandchildren. This is my family. I am willing to do this in front of you, with you and your people as well. And they refused to do so because they knew deep down that he was the messenger of Allah. Or oh, maybe they had that doubt that perhaps he was speaking the truth and they didn't want to take that risk. And so Allah says that the Prophet did this to show his truthfulness and to show his uh, confidence in the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah says in verse 62, and we go on to the next page now, 58, just a couple of verses, so that we can finish off this particular passage. And that is that Allah says in verse 62, This is the truth of the matter. There is no God worthy of worship except Allah. Indeed, Allah is all exalted, and indeed, Allah is all powerful, all wise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says therefore that this is the truth. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. No prophet, no messenger, no angel. No one has that, that right that Allah Azza wa Jal has solely and that is that Allah Azza wa Jal alone is worshipped. There is no God worthy of worship except Him. And then in verse 63 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ بِالْمُفْسِدِينَ But if you turn away, then know that Allah is well aware of anyone who causes evil and corruption upon the land. Allah knows those people who reject and what they do, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold them to account on Yomul Qiyamah. And this is essentially the part of the surah 
that has finished in terms of the story of Isa or this particular portion or passage of the surah that speaks about the story of Isa alayhi salatu was salam and with that inshallah ta'ala we come to the conclusion of today's lesson barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم